yeah so i guess this is the first episode of the what makes sense podcast um at least that's what we're calling it for now and um this is aaron i'm the bassist and i am joined by uh adam who's our lead singer and the one who basically started all this shit yeah yeah (laughs) um today we're talking tiger king um new music and literally anything else because we don't have sports right now literally nothing i've been watching free agency like it's actually a sport game <laughs> and football is probably not even gonna start uh r.i.p tom brady he's a buck yeah no don't say that <laughs> think about it though it's a bad place for him he's got some offensive weapons there for once build him a nice o-line it'll be, it'll be set there for, for the next once what do- well, was Julian Edelman? All right, all right, well, all right, all right. For once in the last couple of years, because Edelman, Edelman was a bust last year too. I love Edelman, but he was a bust last year. He had a lot of drops. You're right. You know, cold hands. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, it gets cold. <laughs> <laughs> so Adam and I, or I mean, literally everybody in the world too, has been watching Tiger King. Um, it, it's literally paused right now. The last episode. So I can do this. <laughs> Wait, is it the last episode? There's only seven, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Yep. I'm only Deep on, ground. like, three, so no it's, spoilers. It's, it's it's a wild ride. <laughs> also, Carol. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't know, I'm man. I'm no detective. I'm no detective either, but they went around to a bunch of people who hate the woman and said, hey, what do you think? Oh, yeah, no, she did. <laughs> if you came yeah. to me about somebody I hate and actually they killed somebody, be like, Probably. I mean, I don't like them. They're pretty shitty. Oh, for sure. In yeah. the worst way possible. Yeah, so it's just kind of like, and I don't know. But then, the like, tiger. She doesn't help herself either because, I mean, well, you've seen the show. I mean, you've seen the show. She's she's the epitome of, I don't even know. Like, just, It's just, incriminating It's very for incriminating. Her. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. It's just like, there's like, everything's, you're not helping your case at all. I don't even know how to explain it. It turned into like a first forty-eight, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's definitely her." Yeah, I mean, she did. You know, she starts talking at first, and like, "Oh no," he clearly just went to Sweet get lady. his. He went to get his new tail in Costa Rica and just never came back. But then, like, she keeps yeah. talking and talking. It's like one of those things where, like, you know, if you just shut up for like five minutes, you, you probably wouldn't have to deal with half this stuff. <laughs> yeah, you need to stop. I saw like the meme, and it was like, they're like. Oh, Carol didn't kill her husband, and she's like, "What? That's silly." Like, the only way you can, you know, have tigers eat somebody is if you cover them yeah. in sardine oil. It, like, haha. I was like, "That's an she's oddly like, she's like perfume, thing. you know, perfume only. You know, it just makes them want to play with your feet and they want to cuddle with it." And it's like you sound like you've tested this. Yeah, you right. know too like, much. You know, your meat grinder may be small, but you know, axes and hacksaws are cheap. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. I need to catch up on it. I feel like I'm behind the internet on it, so it's going to get to a point where everything's going to be spoiled for me. I'm going to give kudos to the internet because it's the only reason I turned this on today. Oh, (laughs) I know. There's such great feedback on it. It, it, It's it's definitely lived up to, as far as true crime goes, it's definitely lived up to the expectation that everybody's created for it. I mean, it's it's just a wild ride. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? This is, I mean, it's kind of off the subject, but Netflix has been running um, ad campaigns, like, on the streets 
uh, you know, just like at bus stops right. and on billboards and um, to keep people inside. So they'll they'll give out spoilers or like mild spoilers to TV shows and stuff and like popular like movies. it's a, it's a smart idea. Like I was watching, <laughs> I also binged the crap out of uh, Paradise PD, which <laughs> what is that? Is that like a knockoff? No, you ever watch? Uh, you remember that show Brickleberry <laughs> used to be on Comedy Central? Daniel Tosh. It's basically oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a follow up yeah. sequel to that all through Netflix, and they just put like part two out. But they decided to take Brickleberry. No. It make it ten times more absurd, and just it. it I it, how do you do that? Paradise PD is how you do it. I mean, I don't even know how to explain out of that. It's just a wild, wild ride of a show. I need to check that out then, because I've literally been doing nothing but. If, if you want to watch the greatest toilet humor there is, that's by far the show to go to. I'm I'm a big fan of that that porcelain you'll, throne. You'll be humor. a big fan of Paradise PD. I mean, they're 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 packaged even a pucker anus. I mean, you can't you can't get away with that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, so without spoiling Tiger King any further, I figured this would be like a good opportunity. You know, nice nice little warm up since this is the first podcast to talk about the new music that right. we're putting out. Speaking of spoil alerts, we're not going to spoil anything, but. We'll talk a little bit about, you know, what some of the songs are. Uh, I can sing a few, but I don't think anybody's gonna want that. I wouldn't want that. <laughs> <laughs> just some, just some raw audio. Just so I don't know what's going vocals. on. Everybody's gonna hear it. Like this is just loud and directly yeah. in my ears. Yeah, new yeah. It's, it's called yelling. <laughs> so, what can you? What information can you delve into without? I don't even know if that's the correct way to say it. But yeah, what information can you divulge? How about that? Without giving away too much Ooh. about the songs. Ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, I mean, can we, can we give the names? I think we do that, be fine. I mean, um, we have we have two singles we put together. One we're we're, we're working on. We were running with names: uh, Groundhog Day for one, and Cary Grant for the other. Both both songs uh, written relatively recently when we started, you know, um, Cary Grant, the first one that we did is, uh, started with me and Avery a little bit, uh, right when we, right after we put out, uh, Fear and Loathing in the Northeast. And then we met, ran the neck and it came in with Eddie and, you know, they, they brought everything into it. And then obviously you brought your part into it gloriously. And Groundhog Day, the second one we did was, uh, really Eddie's brainchild just from a random riff he would, throw around at practice that grew into a song. Yeah, I call them uh, Edward Riff fans. Because he's always just coming he's up with something. He's been sending straight fire that, riffs that, left and right. Oh, yeah. the demo was I amazing. Mean, the, the, the whole, he, he t- put that tasty-ass outro together, and it was just oh, chills down my spine <laughs> what we can do with it vocally. I mean, there's just so many things we can do layer-wise with it. Yeah. It's just great. It's like our version of right. If, if it was pop punk, so everybody yeah. get ready yeah. for that. We're gonna, we're gonna take the world by storm and you know say some stuff about Galileo. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's a given. It's, the it's stars, given. man. Just the exactly. Stars, baby. You know, maybe we'll get Freddie Mercury to guest appearance somehow. Dude, yeah, I'm sure. You know, if I just, just hit my boy hit up. the uh, Twitter DM. Twitter from, DM. Uh, say Antoland. Yeah. 
anybody have a you Ouija know, board? That, uh, get in contact with them or even get, even just get possessed by something or someone. <laughs> you know, that would always be a fun story. Yeah. If we, if <laughs> yeah. we get our own Netflix series Look, that way. Being possessed by Freddie Mercury. Yeah, if you get a Netflix series. <laughs> oh, you know, we just got possessed by Freddie Mercury. No big deal. <laughs> and that's what it would be called. Like, it wouldn't be anything, like, original. just be, I was possessed and, and by Freddie Mercury. Just be, no big deal. Perfect yep. clickbait it's, title. It's just, just no big deal. It's like you sold me at the first part, then no big deal. It was like really just like you, you didn't need to tell me, but okay. And sold even more now. Yeah. <laughs> so these new songs, which is Ooh. your favorite? I know it's like picking which one of your kids you love. The most. Whenever, whenever people ask me like, what's your favorite song? It For me, like, cause I write all the lyrics and they're all very, for me, I'm very connected, very emotional with mm-hmm. all of them because they all are just something in my life that I needed to put out in a way that I myself can make sense of it. And that the only way I could do it was through music. So it's always very hard when people ask me, like, what's your favorite one? What's this? What that? But uh, I'm really I'm really just getting into Groundhog Day right now. Like Cary Grant is a fantastic song and I'm lyrically very proud of it. But Cary Grant is just it's just fun from the moment it kicks in. It's just a really fun, energetic, and it's what pop punk's about, in my opinion. It's just a great song. I'm all about that. That was a lot of fun. Shout out to um, Chris in No Boundaries Studios. He's a beautiful man. Out in Rhode Island. Um, amazing. And even killer. Even, yeah, as good of a producer he is, as he is, he's also equally as good as a musician. And it's awesome. It, I... Just got into his band Trophy Wives. Yeah, he's which like they need to start touring again. <laughs> he's uh, he's also too on top of it. I mean, he's 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 what you want a producer. He'll sit there and he'll tell you everything you do good, but it'll also turn around too and I'll tear you right down the sides and help you build it back up. He won't just leave you there and say, "Hey, you're not doing this right." He's gonna bring you down and tell you what you're doing wrong. But he's also gonna help you make you do it, help you do it right. And just every time I've gone in there and come, I've come out with just better honed in my craft and it's 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 shown through in every way i can think of yeah the level of care he took and the level of detail he put into it and also like this man worked 15 hour days on his weekends and then what was crazier was after he like finished at least some of the groundwork for our songs he went and then worked on another song for this other band that just nonstop. Producing. I mean, uh, sleep, sleep. Yeah, just to like, oh, like I'm gonna tweak some things on this. Like you, madman. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just he he's just a great guy. I don't know how else to put it. And he's definitely, if you're in the market for doing some recording, I highly recommend Chris Paquette, No Boundary Studios. And you know, he's he's someone who's he, he does more than just push play, and that's what you want. Yeah. That was so awesome. Have you ever gotten a chance to see Trophy uh, Wives so, live? Tro- we played with Trophy Wives twice when Avery and I were in one for the Braves. Uh, I met Chris once or twice. If he remembers me, I, God only knows. I, I doubt it. But we, you know, we talked briefly. And actually, so Trophy Wives actually went on, and now they are makeout. And Chris, Chris is, you know, no longer part of it, obviously. But um, oh wow. I totally yeah. Missed that so they they became makeouts. So that's and then Chris, you know, Chris is Chris is killing it with no boundaries right now and just doing a great job that way. And props to makeout as well. You know, yeah, they seem to be doing very well. Um, but we met them and then actually it was my friend Julian who was in 
His new band, League MVP, just put out a new song, by the way, called Sorry Not Sorry. Definitely recommend go checking it out. But at the, Check yeah, him out. Great at, at the time, he was in another band we used to play with all the time called Light It Up. And he came, he pulled me aside one day after a show, and he said to me, he goes, you need Chris Paquette. That is what you need, and that is where you need to go. And it took me two years to figure that out, and then we went there, and he was 100% right. And I, every time I see Julian, I remind him of that. You guys, to get this straight, so for anybody listening, uh, one for the Braves was Adam's old band that he actually had with our current guitarist, Avery. Um, did you guys never had an interaction with Chris, right? Um, I mean, other than like playing with him, but um, you guys didn't. No, no, with no. Him we did. All, right? um, we used to record back. We used to did a we did um an EP with Roy Roy Thompson, and he didn't really have a studio name. He just went under himself. Now Roy does. Uh, if you've ever watched the Hello from the Dark Side on YouTube, that is uh that is Roy Thompson. And if you haven't, I recommend checking it out. He's he's all over. It. He I is a madman of Star Wars parody songs on YouTube. Uh, oh, yeah. boy, uh, Roy no Books is what he goes by. And it, it got so big <laughs> that actually Star Wars picked it up and was using it for promo. And it's it's definitely worth checking out. But we did our first our – fir- one in, one in One for the Braves, we did our first EP, uh, um, The Places No One Goes with him. And then we went and we did the same thing as the care. We did it at Nada Studios. Nice. And was that with him uh, no, or Nada is that was, a different is different. Place? Nada we did with uh, we were with Eric Castillo. And another one I very much recommend if you're looking for somebody to record as well is Eric at Nada. Cool, cool. So actually, this is this has got me interesting because I don't think we've ever spoken about this, or maybe I've forgotten, which is more likely. Um, you know, what was the progression from one from the Braves? not even just from like an actual physical standpoint of like you guys moving on from them and then starting what makes sense, but also like musically, what, what do you think has changed in that whole process? Uh, we're definitely a lot more honed in what we're doing. We really want for the Braves. It's the best way. It's, it's, it's like, uh, it, the progression, I guess, was we one for the Braves was the trial era. Now we're, now we're to the test. If that makes sense. You, you know, like we were just kind of, yeah writing songs and having ideas and throwing things at the wall and seeing where they went and then figuring out as we went along where now we're kind of taking everything we've done and learned and one for the Braves, honing what we were good at and now making what, and that now it's what we're using for what makes sense. And, you know, one of the, excuse me, one of the good things of uh, that came out of what makes sense was that's actually, uh, that's how we uh, met Nick, our drummer. Yeah. And then you met yeah, Eddie and that's him, that's a right? funny story in itself because so Nick we had Nick and I connected. I put out a post on Instagram just looking for uh, some members. Once Avery and I got what makes sense up and going, and we had a we were looking to shoot a video for Spooky or for this first single we did. And we were just trying to find you know some some musicians or whatever to work with. And he had actually messaged me on uh, Instagram. It was the first time I talked to him probably two years. <laughs> It was just out of the blue, and I was like, "Dude, you play an instrument?" He goes, "Yeah," because I I only ever knew him as like working <laughs> on sound, making rap beats, or he he, he filmed videos like he yeah. had done for uh, one for the Braves. They were never released, but he filmed uh, two acoustic videos for us, and it, it, it that was that was the only way I knew him. And I, I we had along, you know, everything was fine. And when he hit me up, I I went around to the 
was talking with a few people. I was like, what do you know about him? I'm like, oh, he's a great drummer. You should definitely work with him, work with him. So we hit him up. And if you watch the video for Spooky, he's actually playing bass in that video. And Carl, Carl, <laughs> so Carl, who yeah. did all the drums on the EP, is the one playing drums in the video. But, uh, yeah. Wow. So. Yeah, you don't know how confused I was the yeah. first practice I came in. Because I was like, why do you guys need a bassist? You already have one. Like, I saw him yeah, in so... the music video. And then I just kept seeing him in the photos. And I'm like, this dude's clearly still in the band. Like, what's going on? And then it showed up and he's behind the kit. So I was like, at first I was like, what kind of psychological experiment are you guys so running So he, right he plays both. He does bass and he does uh, drums. So oh yeah, he hit me up and he said, hey, I'll do either or. And I had Carl in for the video already. So uh, yeah, Carl yeah, Killer. Carl and, Killer, uh, if you're right? looking to learn some drums, uh, definitely check out his studio. He's a great drum teacher. If you're near the New Haven, Connecticut area, it's called Killer Killer Drums, and he's 100% worth looking up. He's even got merchandise online. I just got a pretty dope t-shirt from him. And uh, he's definitely oh, struggling wow. right now, too, with this whole coronavirus thing. He's, just, he's uh, you know, touring musician and drum yeah, lessons, two of the first things hit. So uh, if you want to su- support some local some local talent, I recommend going on and checking out his store. But uh, we, ha- we had him for the video, so I needed a bassist. Uh, and I was like, you know what? We don't, we don't need a second guitarist. We can run with Avery. So we just needed a bassist. So I said, hey, Nick, you want to do some bass? He said, sure. So he, he did ba- bass for the video. And at, at the video, he has suggested Eddie. And I was like, yeah, all right. We didn't, I never met him. I never knew him. And uh, I knew some bands that uh, he was in from Nick, what Nick was telling me. And then uh, the funny story is that Nick had told Eddie that we had – we did we did the shows with Real Talk back in January and we played uh Philadelphia Long Island. Mm-hmm. And uh Nick had told Eddie that those shows were with real friends. So Eddie's got like this <laughs> whole thing going that like, holy shit, like these guys don't even have music out yet really and they're doing polling shows with real friends. Like they gotta know something here. So he's like, Yeah, I'll come I'll come tag along. They're so yeah. legit. So he he came to a practice, we all we all kind of just clicked, and we were working on actually on Cary Grant, and uh, he he stuck around, and we're we're super happy that he did. Yeah, what a gem! He's a gem, you know. And then you, I mean, you were just some guy on the street. We just found him. And we we're like, hey, he looks good. Let's give him a bass. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I wouldn't even know if this guy knows how to play bass, but it's so easy. We can just. Pay him ten bucks. Yeah, you know, just, just say, "Hey, hit this note and that note," and you know, you're good. But no, you're you're yeah. you were actually a great find too. Actually, I we did, you were exactly what we were looking for at exactly right the right time. So couldn't have couldn't have asked for it any better. Now we have a pretty amazing lineup. We all seem to get along very well, and I think that's a good way to be. And now we're doing a yeah. podcast. Yeah, it was really funny how it ended up working with Avery asking me to play so yeah this was when uh i was on my winter break from work so i was back home upstate here (laughs) where i am right now actually um and it was literally like three or four hours before i was about to leave to go back down to new jersey and i'm right about to leave the gym that we both go to and his friend, uh, our mutual friend, Alex, comes up to me. He goes, hey, Avery has a question about bass. And I'm like, okay, I'll see what I can answer. You know, I, I play like a, 
very old base so i i don't know you know a whole lot about it, the new stuff or any new features I'll, I'll see what i can answer him um and he's like do you want to play bass so i was like uh in what <laughs> is he like a pop punk band like i have a pop punk band it's funny like, i'm, I'm no imagining way just back because i in my head and i know how awkward he can be <laughs> so it's it's really really funny. you know yeah and like i've i've known him you know or maybe that, that well so a little bit of, let me backtrack so i think when i was back um a little bit before around like new year's i think actually you know what we met at um halloween party at our friend's mike's house and i played when i started drinking i'm just like fuck the top 40 i'm gonna just dj whatever i want to dj i'm usually asked to dj because i'll just like throw on some like you know new stuff old stuff you know all the 90s hits but then i was like fuck it i want to hear um what was it we are we were sharks and so yeah i put on um was it july maybe by them or never look better one of those anything from that album is really good and uh avery's like oh shit like you know these guys i'm like yeah of course i know these guys like i listened to i downloaded their album just like streamed it every single day for several months (laughs) and uh he's like yo that's crazy. I didn't know anybody like else really like knew about them that much. And then it's funny looking back on that night. Um, we were all just like hyped because like Avery just you right. know Avery he's very casual about things. He just drops that his band has a music video, and everybody's like, "What? Like you didn't just <laughs> you could have mentioned that's like that my before. biggest argument with him. I was like, you never so tell people. I remember you actually we're surprised when you tell them, <laughs> dude. Yeah. <laughs> But like you gotta gotta be a little uh you know self promote uh, yeah self promoting and so he's like yeah yeah we got a music video so like they played it on TV and I was like oh shit like that's that's him up there and it was a fun it was fact a about that video, video. You watch especially the part from so, laying in the bed there is something on my shirt it's like a yeah. white fuzzy or something and every time I watch that video it drives me insane it bothers me because like that that's what one that's in my actual room too but. <laughs> But it's it, I see that on my shirt yeah. every time it catches my eye. I'm like, God damn it! Why don't I wipe that off? Mm. <laughs> we need to do know, a new music video soon. I think it depends on when the world's going to let us out to actually do something like that. Because next thing you know, they'll be yelling at yeah, us right. for filming a video and we can just do like. Uh huh. Yeah, we right. can do a music right. video six feet I'm, apart. I'm very I think. Out. Just never be in the same room at the same time. It's doable. But anyway, anyway, your story. Continue your story yeah. <laughs> that I, I got you pontificating on. Yeah, no, no, no. So um, I digress. Um, so, yeah, there's that Halloween party. And I think that was when I first met him. Like, Avery and I have been going to the gym. Head nods. The same gym for years. And I always thought he has a very mean gym face. So I always thought this kid's probably mean as fuck. He's going to hear this. So and he's gonna I'm not going to bother so him. But he wore like, yeah, <laughs> he wore like cool band T-shirts. And I was like, he wore like with the punches T-shirts and, you know, hands like houses and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, this dude's probably like, probably plays music. Cool. Seems pretty chill. Um, wouldn't want to, you know, meet him in a dark alley, but like, you know, seems pretty cool. Um, but then I ended up meeting him and I'm like, wow, this dude is not <laughs> like anything I expected. <laughs> 
He's, <laughs> He's the kindest bear. person ever. Um, yeah, for real. Oh. And boy, does he like to eat. Um, but fast forward from there. So usually, like, that's when I meet people now at home is, like, when I come back and I party during the holidays. So we had a big-ass New Year's Eve party at my friend Mike's, and we did everything. We, like, built a bar. We stained the bar. We painted it. We were like, everybody's got to come. Uh, now I want to see this bar. And, like, everybody signed their name on it. That was, like, the novelty of it. Um, it's really <laughs> a piece of shit. But it's, none, none of us have know. carbon backgrounds. <laughs> it's a piece of art. It's our baby. Yeah. So, like, and we we had a popcorn machine. We had Twizzlers for some reason. Um, you know, brought a fuck ton of alcohol. It was it was a, a great house party. Yeah, I didn't oh, shit. So I stayed fun. home and in, uh, and... in bed with my girlfriend because I was sick as a dog. <laughs> it sucked. Oh no. <laughs> um, so I actually ended up playing Avery and his friend Alex. Um, Alex works at the gym that Avery goes to, so I think that's how they're friends. And um, we ended up playing pong like six times against each other that night so we were just like talking shit all night but it was like you know in a friendly way so that was kind of how we i guess began talking a little bit more and then the next day eventually like avery didn't come up to me and ask no that's not at all no that's not his style he had his friend alex come up and be like yo avery has a question i'm like oh okay sure what can I answer for you? And he's like, yo, you want to join my pop punk band? And I was like, I would love to. Let me think about it, considering I live three hours away by train. But, like, then I saw you guys. And this is so, like, front runner of me. I saw you guys had, like, actually published work, and it was, sounded good. So I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. It's, I'm in. it's actually pretty funny because <laughs> that next day, so January 1st, I get a text from Avery. And all it says, you're ready to love me. And I was like, I, I, I'm not even, I'm, I'm not even, like, I'm not even crazy this at all. He sent me text, he goes, you're ready to love me. I texted back, I was like, I wasn't aware I stopped. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I think I found a basis. <laughs> and I was like, oh, do tell. And he started telling me about you. He's like, dude, sick. And he's like, yeah, dude, I think he's, I think he's down to do the shows. And then you showed up, I think, I think it was that weekend, the next the fall. It was like the following weekend. It was the next weekend. Had, yeah. You had pretty much the songs down, and I just remember it was it was the the end of uh, your name in shock that when uh, George who we who we recorded with when he was doing that, I remember watching him in the studio. You did this like tapping thing, and you did it completely different. But I was just as in awe watching you do it and getting the same sound that he did as I yeah. was watching him do it. And I was like, "This is this is gonna work." <laughs> I still don't know how to play that part properly. I. <laughs> It's he. He's a madman. That that it, George. It, I got to talk to him. Honestly, hit him up. Secret he's, is he's a, he's a great guy. And anyone out there looking for for a quality yeah. basis in your band, I, you know, hit him up, Georgie Cube. And uh, he's got he's got a few projects working on right now. He's got one he just put out. It's uh, all as well. He's got another one. His solo project he started. Just called a story. He hasn't put anything out yet. But he's that that's him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was him. Oh shit, man! Yeah. That guy's he's, unassuming. He's, Actually, you and him would get along very well because you have pretty much the same bass influences of the, the one, biggest. The biggest one being Mike Dern. Yeah, I mean, you, oh, you I and can, him. I can hear for that. hours talking um, about bass and Green Day. What's it in? I think it's in Raging Bull. 
I'm like, this is such a Mike Dirt riff. Because it that just one, follows so that like progression. Dark it's just and like Bull were actually Chris. Yeah, Chris. Chris recorded oh, no way. with us because uh, wait, he, he did, did the, the bass, bass in Raging Bull, and he did them in uh, Dark Humor. Because George, unfortunately, couldn't come back with us to the studio when we did those two. Oh, so you guys didn't do the whole album? In, no, like, we did. A we did, we did it over a little bit of time. We recorded with George and you know Avery pulling duty on the guitar, and then we had Carl coming on the drums. Um, but um. We had we we tried getting George to come back and it just it wasn't working out. So what Chris Chris actually went and recorded for um, dark, uh, dark humor and raging bully did the bass and he actually we were talking about it and he even said he recorded them to match George's style. So like, I mean it sounds it's it, and even you know it sounds like something he would have wrote and that's exactly what we were looking with. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have guessed. Just a testament. To oh, how definitely. Great Chris I mean is. He, he's all around. The guy, the guy you want in your corner when you're recording, <laughs> dude. That's so awesome. I gotta like hit him up about that. I'm like, damn man, those are some <laughs> tasty licks. Yeah, Ra- Raging Bull and Dark Humor are uh, two two rather interesting songs in themselves. Uh, Raging Bull is probably one of Raging Bull and Spooky are probably the two most uh, honestly raw songs I've ever written about myself. If that makes sense. Even though they're all about myself, but like mm-hmm. they're all about well, I shouldn't say myself. They're all about <laughs> like my life, like things in my around my that are affecting my life. But those two yeah. specifically are about kind of like who I am, like what I've become. And uh, one, the one is very eye opening, which is spooky. But if you listen to Raging Bull, it's kind of a very self deprecating song in a funny way. And it's 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 mm-hmm. more it's the song plays is like. Well, it's it, it, it's almost like someone's lost their mind in a way. Like, what's what's he rambling about? Yeah, there's something like lighthearted about it, but also it's to be taken so it's very really, seriously as well. There's it sounds like there's more than one voice. It sounds like there's like two two ominous voices there. There's really only one. It's it's literally a conversation with yourself. Is what is basically what the whole song is yeah. doing. And it's, it's me telling myself, but you know, you go to the chorus like, "Well, this is it." Yeah, like it's 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 me talking to myself. It's like, "Hey, you know, you know what you want. You know who you are. You know your shortcomings. Let's do something about this." And it's it's a very I it's it's just a very revealing song in that way. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. We gotta like publish all the some lyrics. lyrics uh, or I have them. People can follow along. Somewhere. Where you can get them, I don't know, but I definitely have been. Oh wow! Been thinking about that. You know, I've been, I've been thinking about. I see, I see, like there's like genius Find your lyrics. Use, they make accounts. I don't know. If they upload them themselves, but yeah, I gotta. Oh, that would be I gotta so look sick. into that because I've been thinking about that too. And my dad has been telling me that since I was like 19 years old. So, yeah. <laughs> Dad's for the front you know, right you know, on the curve. He's like, technology. hey man, you have great lyrics, but I can't understand what the fuck you're saying. Yeah, yeah, publish it, man. Uh, I'm drinking. Yeah. So we are coming up on a half hour. Let's say I want to save some more for, you know, the next yeah. episode, whenever that may be. Um, any, you know what? Let's end it on. A high note. What's your favorite item from oh, Wawa? Man. I'm so bad at these ones because, like, I don't. 
I grew up near like Cumberland Farms. Like, there's literally three within five minutes of my house. You know, and uh, like, ninety nine cent iced coffee. We, baby. I just, like, I, I never was like into like the gas station food because I, it's all I had was like uh, Cumbies and Stewarts. And but I have to say, uh, when it comes to gas station coffee, Wawa is by far the best. Wow, that's a hot take. I'm not sure if I can publish I, I do this. Wawa coffee. Might get some, might get some laugh. Yeah. Damn, man, Wawa coffee. You heard it here for Adam. Thank you so much for joining the first episode. Um, can't wait for the next one, and you know, see if we oh, can yeah, pull definitely. some of the other guys I on. I think it'll be great, and maybe, maybe if we're lucky, we'll get some friends on, and I won't be burping as much because I won't be drinking as much. Oh yeah, I have had a, a Coors Light. Open I've been drinking the whole uh, time here, and it's just staring at I've me. I've been drinking uh, a collaboration beer between Beard Brewing and Pipeworks Brewing, both out of Connecticut. And the beer is called <laughs> Dogs vs. Shinobi. And yeah, the, the oh, art is yes, amazing. I saw that. It's an amazing beer, so I, I highly recommend it. So that's amazing. You heard it here first. We'll do a beer shout out every. I think that's. I think it's a great episode, way to do I it. Think. Uh, yeah, I got plenty. I got plenty of. Uh, there we go. Plenty of plenty of brews I can shout out. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. All right, man. Hell yeah, Thank man. you so much for joining today. Later, later. All right, talk to you later. Bye-bye. There's something about small talk and old tunes While everything's starting to slip I'm holding on to phone calls With bad connection We're talking now Just like we did back then Cycle
to phone calls with bad connection. We're talking now, just like we did.